This is The Book of Life, a podcast that uncovers life lessons from Judaism's most important book, helping you power your day with purpose. Here is Ruchi Koval. When I was 18 years old, I left my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, for the big world of Jerusalem, Israel, for the first time. Now, I went to a small private Jewish high school. I was one of 20 graduates of Yavna High School for Girls, the very definition of a big fish in a small pond. And then I began my studies at Beth Jacob Jerusalem, which is a seminary, an institution for religious studies. It was very academic and very competitive. And suddenly, I became the small fish in the big pond. I directed our high school play. Well, these girls directed plays in schools with hundreds of seniors. I was involved with my community's youth group. These kids were leaders selected from hundreds of potential leaders. All of a sudden, I went from feeling like a very important someone to feeling like a super insignificant no one. And it really made me wonder, is it better to be the small fish in the big pond or is it better to be the big fish in the small pond? The Torah text, Ethics of the Fathers, teaches us. Rabbi Matia ben Harash said, Be a tail to the lions rather than a head to the foxes. One might just be a tail, but at least it's to the king of the beasts, the lion. Being the head of the foxes feels important, but not when you consider that it's to an inferior animal. In other words, Rabbi Matia is telling us that it's better to be the small fish in the big pond, inferior though you may feel initially, and totally out of your depth, than to be the big fish in the small pond with its artificial sense of importance but with limited opportunities for growth and development. The Torah story of Noah contains an interesting compliment. When we're first introduced to Noah, the text says, Noah was a righteous man. He was perfect in his generation. Now, Noah's generation was known as being corrupt and degenerate. That's why God wiped them out in the flood. So Noah was pretty good for his generation. Does this sound like a backhanded compliment? That's because it is. (laughs) You know when someone says, hey, you look great today. So of course the first thing you think is, and what's wrong with how I looked yesterday? So okay, Noah was righteous in his generation, but is there an implication here that he wouldn't hold up in other generations? Actually, yes. Rashi, an 11th century French rabbi who was one of the most important commentators on the Torah, quotes the following. Some sages interpret this as praise, meaning that if he would have been in a righteous generation, he would have been even better. And some interpret this negatively, that only in comparison to his generation was he righteous. But if he would have lived in our forefather Abraham's generation, 10 generations later, he wouldn't have been considered anything special. Big fish, small pond much? We often determine how good we are based on the actions of our generation. We look around us at how our peers are behaving, morally and interpersonally, and often determine that, compared to others, we're doing pretty well. This, my friends, is a low bar. 
I have conversations with people sometimes about the challenges of life and people feel that God is picking on them and they're like, I'm a good person. I don't lie, steal or kill. My friends, this is a very low bar. (laughs) Comparing ourselves to the criminals of society is being ahead to the foxes. Don't do it. And with our global world and social media, while some look up to those who live a life of excellence, but we can also compare down, not just to the people in our lives or in the news, but to literally millions of terrible people doing terrible things. It's easy to artificially feel morally superior to what we see online. Compound that with the reality that bad news sells and good news never sells. Dog bites man, that's not news. Man bites dog, that's news. So we're exposed to a skewed vision of the worst humanity has to offer on a regular basis. Then we look at ourselves in the mirror and say, hey, I'm not that bad. You're not, but that's not a good way to grow. We deliberately choose whom we follow online and what we expose ourselves to. During COVID, actor John Krasinski started a short-lived but very highly acclaimed show called Some Good News. It was aired on YouTube and filmed from his home in Brooklyn, New York. The premise, entirely devoted to good news. Every episode covered a few feel-good stories and invited celebrity guests to join. The show raised over $2 million in charity during its tenure. Shows like that make you feel like a tail to lions, like a small fish in a big pond. You feel small and insignificant, but it spurs you to do better and be better. Being ahead to the foxes gives you a fake sense of complacency. I can't remember how many times I would discipline my kids for making trouble in school or whatever, and their indignant response would be, Mom, you should have seen what everyone else was doing. My retort? I don't care what everyone else is doing. I'm not their mother. This inevitably led to a child's worst weapon, the eye roll, and for my girls, a special door slam. But that's okay. They got the message loud and clear. Don't determine your own morality by the bad things other people are doing. Don't be ahead to the foxes. But let's examine the words of Rashi a bit more closely. Part of the reason Noah struggled was precisely because he was in a corrupt generation. And that was through no fault of his own. Meaning, sometimes you find yourself to be the big fish in the small pond and you can't figure out how to leave the small pond for greater moral or spiritual opportunities. You know you're being held back, but what can you do? The reality is that God, in a sense, judged Noah favorably. He did kind of grade him on a curve because he knew that Noah was being held back by the influences he saw all around him every day. For Noah, remaining the head of the foxes was quite an achievement. He was still the head. God sees us. He sees what surrounds us. He sees how hard it is to make good choices and remain kind and steadfast in a tough and competitive world. God is so proud of Noah and of us for staying strong in the small pond and not becoming small, for being ahead to the foxes and not just an average fox. When I went to seminary all those years ago, I was overwhelmed and irritated by the adjustments I had to make in a much bigger and more competitive environment. But the truth is, 
that experience stretched me and grew me like no other. And at other points in my life, I've had to work hard not to become too inflated in the small ponds in which I found myself. Life will give you many opportunities to work on yourself in each of these scenarios, so remember this. Whether you're the big fish or the small fish, whether you're the fox or the lion, the point is always use your surroundings not as an excuse, but to become a better you because that's why you're there. This is the Book of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Join Ruchi again next time for more meaning and inspiration from Judaism's most important book to power your day with purpose. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.